Blog Talk Radio. It's the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway. Hello, hello, hello. This is Speedway, and today is an interesting topic entitled, Yes or No to Gay Marriage. As the United States presidential election approaches, American citizens will have a variety of issues to vote on. One of them is whether their states should recognize gay marriage. My first goal, I've got two goals. My first goal with this show, and others like it, particularly focused on um, issues that are coming up on the ballot, like the show I did with Congressman Keith Ellison on voter ID, is to get you excited about voting. There are lots of interesting issues, critical issues for the country, for your state, and I want you to get out and vote. You have heard the mantra, every vote counts. And we have had very close and contentious elections in the U.S. in the past where it really did come down to a few votes. So every vote, your vote, really does count. The one thing I want you to do, whether you are a Republican, Democrat, Independent, or anything else, is get out and vote this election. Hopefully, you are already registered. If you have a criminal history, don't let that stop you. Listen to the show I did called Who Can Vote Anyway? And if you're eligible, get out there and vote. You have no excuse. So that's the first thing that I want to get you to do. Go vote. The second thing is what we'll spend the rest of our time on, which is understanding the major arguments in favor of and against gay marriage so that you can reach your own conclusions and vote your conscience. I actually came up with the idea of doing this topic because of my children. I have two girls, same household, same parents, same moral foundation in their upbringing, and yet when one of them asked me one day, uh, they are seven and a half, well, almost eight, and ten. And what happened was every morning we'd have breakfast and sometimes I let them watch TV because I'm watching the news. And, of course, every morning, here come all these ads for how we should vote on various topics. One of the topics that keeps showing up is this whole question of gay marriage. And there are many, many, many ads on why voters should support gay marriage. And there are, at least in Minnesota, not as many ads on why voters should oppose gay marriage. And one day, finally, my 10-year-old asked me what the what the ad meant. And... I am a proponent of telling children the truth as often as possible, so I explained to them what the issue was. And I asked both of them what they thought about that. And the interesting thing was, as I said, two girls, both girls, same household, same parents, same moral foundation in their upbringing, and yet 
each one of them independently reached a completely different conclusion. We cannot hide from this issue, so I decided that it would be timely to talk about it just before the election. And, you know, interestingly enough, when I think about my kids, I just thought the reality and what I what I kind of figured is that they they didn't necessarily come up with the conclusion when I told them about it. They already had their opinions figured out. And so I thought, well, gee, um, clearly it's not a mystery to them anymore, so perhaps it would be an interesting topic to talk about. Let's start with the history. And by the way, if you've got kids that you do not want to hear this topic, then obviously um, feel free to listen to the show on some other day at any time. It's always available on thespeedwayshow.com. You can also get there via www.speedway.com. So let's start with a little bit of history. The fight to legalize gay marriage in the United States has been going on since the 1970s. The first significant case that really shed some light on this issue was called Bear versus Lewin, and it was in Hawaii when the Hawaii Supreme Court declared the state's prohibition against gay marriage to be unconstitutional. Same-sex marriage is not recognized in most U.S. jurisdictions, which is why it's such a contentious issue today. President Clinton, I'm pretty sure it was President Clinton, signed into law the Defense of Marriage Act, or DOMA, which I believe was enacted back in 1996, preventing the federal government from recognizing same-sex marriages. DOMA also allows each U.S. state to refuse to recognize same-sex marriages performed in other states. In other words, if a gay couple goes off to Iowa, which recognizes gay marriage, and they get married there, and then they move to Minnesota, which does not recognize gay marriage, their marriage will not be recognized in Minnesota, even though they got married in a state that recognized same-sex couples or same-sex marriage. There are six states that have legalized same-sex marriage. Connecticut, Iowa, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New York, and Vermont. In addition, the District of Columbia and two Native American tribal jurisdictions also recognize gay marriage. Now, you may remember that back in 2008, California briefly allowed same-sex marriage, and a whole lot of people flew to California to get married. It was on the news. There were these couples crying and carrying on about how this is so wonderful. We could get married. This was so great. And then, almost as soon, the right disappeared. And there was wringing of hands and gnashing of teeth and lots of wondering about, gee, what does it mean now that we just got married um, and the right has now been taken back? Now, California only recognizes... um, gay marriage on a conditional basis. Washington State and Maryland passed laws to legalize same-sex marriage in 2012, but both are subject to a referendum in this coming election. So if you live in Washington State and Maryland, you're going to see this on your ballot. Certainly if you live in Minnesota and a host of other states, you're going to see it as well. Maine is going to be voting on a citizen's initiative to establish same-sex marriage. To date, 
same-sex marriage has been legalized through court rulings and legislative action, but not via popular vote. I'm actually going by memory, but, you know, I do believe that there was, um, on the last presidential election, I think Minnesotans were asked uh, to pass a gay marriage um, act, and it was it failed. It was voted down, so it is once again on our ballot. Nine states have statutes prohibiting same-sex marriage, and 30 have constitutional prohibitions. Interestingly enough, um, outside of the United States, there are a lot of countries that not only do not recognize same-sex marriage, but that illegalize same-sex marriage and homosexuality in general. In some countries, you will be put in jail, and um, or you will be flogged and tortured and subjected to all sorts of horrible things for engaging in homosexual behavior. So when you look across the globe, the map is really all over the place with some countries recognizing civil unions, some countries recognizing gay marriage, some countries just will not recognize it, and other countries illegalize it altogether. You might have noticed that since the turn of the century, public support for legalizing same-sex marriage has grown considerably. And various polls now show that a majority of Americans, uh, at least in theory, support same-sex marriage. So it will be interesting to see how this issue uh, turns out across the various states that have this on the ballot this year. On May 9, 2012, you may remember President Barack Obama getting on national TV and explaining to us how he had thought about it and thought about it and now decided that it would be a good thing to support the legalization of same-sex marriage. He was the first sitting president to come out and say that, interestingly enough. Now, a note about civil unions, because, you know, I used to wonder, so what is the difference between gay marriage and a civil union or a civil partnership? Aren't they the same? No, they are not quite the same. A civil union or a civil partnership is a legally recognized form of partnership that is similar to marriage. There are a host of countries like Denmark, New Zealand, Uruguay, Brazil, and France that recognize civil unions. There are also a host of United States states that recognize civil unions. So you might be thinking, okay, well, if it's like marriage, what's the difference? Even though a couple might not be recognized as being legally married, a civil union is a way of granting them the same legal rights as married couples. Like estate planning and inheritance rights. If you are married in the United States, you own and you buy a piece of property, for example, in a lot of states you own that property as uh, tenants in survivorship. And what that means is that each of you owns a an undivided half in the whole. What does that mean? It means instead of you and I, if we're married and, and we buy property, instead of you and I owning 50-50, um, which is called called tenants in common. We own it as in joint survivorship, which means both of us have an entitlement to an equal share of that house, but whoever survives the other spouse 
automatically owns all of it. Whereas if you are joint tenants, it means that if one of us dies, the other person still only owns half the house. And the other half goes to the estate of the person who died. So they can give it to their kids, they can give it to their family. If they die without a will, then their half goes to their descendants, their kids, their uh, parents. And if you are a gay couple and you are in a state that doesn't recognize a civil union and your partner dies and you own a piece of property together, then you don't own the entirety of that piece of property. That's also true of things like bank accounts. It is also true of any other property that you may own together. There are certain rights that marriage specifically conveys to the um, surviving spouse, that, and those rights can be conveyed through a civil union or a civil partnership, but those rights are not conveyed if you have a state that does not recognize marriage Uh, that doesn't recognize same-sex marriage, and you have a same-sex couple. Another thing, legal, other legal rights. Um, The division of property, if the couple separates or terminates the relationship. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago when I started my practice, I remember a case that we had. We used to do uh, divorce law, and we had this uh, lady who came in, and she and her gay, uh, she, she was, she was living with her gay partner. They had been together for, oh, I don't know, about a decade, and the relationship went sideways or downwards, if you will, and they were now getting what would normally have been a divorce had they been married. The problem was they owned property together. They lived in a home that they had bought together. They had adopted. No, they didn't adopt. They had a child. The partner had been artificially inseminated, and she had given birth to a child, and this child knew both of them as mommy and mommy. Because Ohio did not recognize civil unions, because Ohio didn't recognize same-sex marriage, they did not have a way, and as lawyers, it was like, hmm, that's interesting, I never thought about that. We went around and around and around, and there was just no clear way that these this couple's assets could be divided in any way that almost even made sense because now they're fighting so it's contentious so it's not like they're going to agree but there was there was no help for them at law because the law did not recognize the marriage we couldn't file a divorce in um family law because they weren't recognized as a union of any kind So civil unions and civil partnerships, states that recognize them, address these kinds of issues. So the division of property, if they separate or terminate the relationship, the division of child custody, visitation, and child support, those are all things that are peculiar to the legal institution of marriage that then are conferred upon couples that are engaged in a civil union or a civil partnership. Visitation rights if somebody's in the hospital. Sometimes if one person is in the hospital, the only members who can visit are family members. So if you're not a family member, and of course if you are the lover, you're not legally recognized as a family member. If you are in a state that doesn't recognize civil unions, civil partnerships, or same-sex marriage. So that is what a civil union confers that is not available 
to um, couples that don't have access to a civil union or civil partnership. Proponents of civil unions say it's good that same-sex couples have these rights. In fact, civil unions are also available to heterosexual couples who are not married. Some say civil unions, though, don't go far enough. Only marriage is like marriage. Opponents of civil unions say this is an end run around marriage requirements and civil unions should not be allowed. So if I'm in a state where gay marriage is not permitted, then in that state the civil union also should not be permitted. So there you have it. That's the difference between marriage and the civil union or the civil partnership. Now let's run through all the reasons, pros and cons, for legalizing gay marriage. We'll start with those, uh, the pros. We'll start with those that say yes to legalizing gay marriage, and we'll talk about why, so, or at least some of the more common reasons why there is support for the gay marriage. Number one, same-sex couples should have access to the same marriage legal benefits. Okay? So it goes beyond a civil union or a civil partnership, and it's the idea that uh, if you have a same-sex couple that is in love and they want to commit to each other, then they should be able to do that and hold themselves out as a married couple, just like married couples do. They should have the same public acknowledgement and enjoy um, the same rights, privileges, and everything else that is enjoyed by heterosexual couples. Prohibiting gay marriage, some would argue, is unconstitutional discrimination. Same-sex marriage is a civil right. In 1967, there is a Supreme Court case that I remember studying when I was in law school called Loving versus Virginia, which confirmed that marriage is one of the basic civil rights of man, and same-sex marriages, therefore, um, now the case didn't say this, but those who argue in favor of uh marriage, gay marriage being a civil right would say, based on Loving versus Virginia, same-sex marriages should receive the same protections given to interracial marriages by that ruling. Okay? Loving versus Virginia involved in interracial marriage, and the argument is they are the same. Some argue that there will be a positive economic impact by allowing gay marriages. The Williams Institute at UCLA Law School uh, came up with an estimate that the positive economic impact of legalizing gay marriage in New Jersey would be somewhere in the neighborhood of $248 million over three years, which would create about 800 new jobs. And everybody knows that we are short of jobs in the United States. And it would bring an additional $19 million in government revenues, primarily through tourism and weddings. In New York, the Comptroller found that legalizing gay marriage would bring, his uh, estimate was $142 million to the city's economy and $184 million to the state's economy over three years. Now, you might be thinking, hmm, that's interesting. How so? Again, through tourism and weddings. Although, I wonder if there were a whole lot of states in which gay marriage was legal, I'm not sure that they would see a lot of tourism or certainly not as much in the way of tourism and weddings because if I'm inclined to get married and I can do it in my state, then I wouldn't need to travel to New Jersey or New York to do it, right? But anyway, interesting point. 
Another reason, it is no one else's business if two men or two women want to get married. It is a, to the extent that anybody would consider it a crime, it would be a crime of the victimless sort, right? Two people of the same sex who love each other should be allowed to publicly celebrate their commitment and receive the same benefits of marriage as opposite-sex couples. Another reason, there is no such thing as traditional marriage. Why? In today's society, we see polygamy, communal child-rearing, the use of concubines, mistresses, and prostitution, to the point where heterosexual monogamy is really quite unnatural. I actually had a friend of mine, um, a man, which might not surprise you, and he spoke of a study where uh, he said that most men admitted that they would cheat on their spouse if they were guaranteed that, number one, the spouse would never find out, and number two, there would never be any repercussions. Go figure. So the question by those who would argue that point would be, what's this great heterosexual institution we're trying to preserve? Why? Look at the divorce rate. It's already at 50%. So the concept that you know marriage is some sacred institution is really not borne out by the facts as we see them today. Another reason why uh, supporters of gay marriage would say it is a good thing would be denying same-sex couples the right to marry creates a stigma against gay and lesbian families, and it sends the message that it is acceptable to discriminate against them. Yet another reason, gay marriage will make it easier for same-sex couples to adopt children. In the United States alone, there are over 100,000 children waiting to be adopted. A longitudinal study published in the, in the um, publication called Pediatrics on June the 7th, 2010, found that children with lesbian moms were actually rated higher than children of heterosexual parents in social and academic competence. And not only that, but they had fewer social problems. A July 2010 study found that children of gay fathers were as well adjusted as those adopted by heterosexual parents. Hmm, how about that, huh? Um, another reason, marriage provides both physical and psychological health benefits, and recent research suggests that refusing to allow same-sex couples to marry has resulted in harmful psychological effects. The American Psychological Association the American Psychiatric Association and some others wrote in a September 2007 amicus amicus brief that allowing same-sex couples to marry would give them access to the social support that already facilitates and strengthens heterosexual marriages with all of the psychological and physical health benefits associated with that support. Another reason. Marriage in the United States is a secular and dynamic institution that has gone under several major transformations. Interracial marriage, once upon a time, was illegal in many U.S. states until a 1967 uh, Supreme Court case decision changed that. If you did not listen to it, uh, take a listen to some of the shows that we've done on interracial marriage. And uh, one was uh, the first one was Tips and Traps of Interracial Marriage, and actually we're going to explore some other aspects of interracial marriage, like sexuality and spirituality in interracial marriage, raising families, we talked about that. 
uh, raising inter- interracial families. So um, there was a time when interracial marriages were illegal, and this is just one more step in extending the benefits and the privileges of marriage to all those who want those benefits. Another reason, legalizing gay marriage will not harm heterosexual marriages or, quote-unquote, family values. A, there was a study that was published back in 2009 in the Social Science Quarterly, and it found that laws permitting same-sex marriage or civil unions do not have any adverse effect on marriage, divorce, or abortion rates or the, or the percentage of children born out of wedlock. Um, finally, if marriage is about reproduction, then that would suggest that infertile couples should not be allowed to marry either. So um, marriage isn't just about procreation, and frankly, some would argue that the ability to procreate, the ability to have children, has never been in any state a qualification for marriage. There are lots of couples out there who would love to have children and cannot have them. If marriage was all about procreation, then they ought not be married either. So those are some of the reasons why you will hear proponents of gay marriage say it should be legalized. Now let's look at the reasons why opponents say it should not. Opponents argue that altering the traditional definition of marriage as between a man and a woman will further weaken what is already, frankly, a threatened institution. Um, Another reason, the life manual prohibits gay marriage, and therefore gay marriage is immoral. I call it a life manual. And in case you're wondering if you've never heard me use this term before, the life manual is what I call your spiritual text. It is your Bible. It is your Quran. It is your Hebrew Bible. It is the Tanakh, which is the Hebrew Bible. It is the Bhagavad Gita. It is that holy writing, that scriptural text that we are, those of us who rely on these life manuals, we are supposed to rely on for guidance in our life. And I call it a life manual because, broadly speaking, the tenets that you will find in life manuals, whichever one you pick up, Many of them are very much the same. And um, if you don't believe me, you can take a look on the website. I think it's in the About Us section. Um, There is a comparison between the Bible and the Quran. And you will find that the Ten Commandments that are articulated in the uh, Old Testament, which is also considered the Hebrew Bible, um, are also found in almost verbatim in the Quran. Surprise! Um, and if you want to know more about that, you can feel free to listen to a show that I did. It's, I think it's the oldest posted show on the website right now. It's called Journey into Islam, where I explored the uh, issues around Islam with uh, my guest author, Colin T. Nelson. So, the Life Manual prohibits gay marriage, therefore gay marriage is immoral. This is not to be confused with the argument Uh, that God doesn't like homosexuals. You hear sometimes people say that, and I've seen it particularly when people are demonstrating and, you know, they're wandering around with their plaques at the Capitol or, you know, someplace. And um, 
it's you know it's a claim that you will hear from some opponents, but there's actually no support for that in the Bible. Some argue that legalizing gay marriage will be expensive. So we talked about the states that some states say it's going to be a revenue generator. Well, there are some states that would say it's actually going to be expensive. The Congressional Budget Office estimated back in 2009 that extending employment benefits to same-sex domestic partners for federal employees would cost the federal government somewhere in the neighborhood of almost $600 million in mandatory spending and 302 million dollars in discretionary spending between 2010 and 2019. Another reason, the institution of marriage has traditionally been defined as between a man and a woman. In the October 1971 decision, Baker versus Nelson, the Supreme Court of Minnesota found that the institution of marriage as a union of man and woman uniquely involving the procreation and rearing of children within a family, is as old as the book of Genesis, right? Because it's in the book of Genesis where um, God created Eve, and there is a passage, I don't have it in front of me, but there is a passage about at that time uh, where basically the instruction was that man uh, shall leave his parents and become one with his wife. And the clear expectation was that it was going to be a man and a woman. Um, Some would argue that marriage is already threatened with high divorce rates, given that our divorce rate is, depending on whom you ask, somewhere between 40 and 50 percent, right? And with 40.6 percent of babies being born to unmarried mothers in 2008, allowing same-sex couples to marry would further weaken the institution. Another argument against is that gay marriage could potentially lead down a slippery slope. If you allow gay marriage, where is it going to end? Are you going to allow people in polygamous uh, relationships to get married? Are you going to recognize incestual relationships and other non-traditional relationships? Are you going to give them the right to marry too? So if you say yes to gay marriage, where is the bar? Where do you stop? And what is your rationale for not allowing everybody else who wants to engage in um, non-traditional marriages to do that? Another reason, gay marriage is incompatible with the beliefs, sacred texts, and traditions of many religious groups. So like I said, if you look across the life manuals, a lot of the, the, the tenets and the precepts about how we are to live are very similar. So historically, um, and this is changing, this has been changing if you've been listening to the news, but historically, certainly the Catholic Church, uh, the Presbyterian Church, Islam, the United Methodist Church, the Southern Baptist Convention, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the National Association of Evangelicals, and the American Baptist Churches uh, all were opposed to same-sex marriage. You've seen some of that changing where some of the, you know, lots of controversy around the evangelical church, the Presbyterian church, some of these institutions now in pockets and pieces and parts um, embracing gay marriage. But the continuation of that argument is expanding marriage to include same-sex couples may lead to the church being forced to marry couples and children being taught in school. That same-sex marriage is the same as opposite-sex marriage, and it's okay. 
Another reason against. People should not have their tax dollars used to support something that they don't believe in. Gay marriage would entitle gay couples um, to, you know, as we said, typical marriage benefits, right? So what that means is as a gay couple, we can now claim a tax exemption um, for our spouses. We can now receive Social Security benefits if my uh, spouse dies. Um, and I can also be covered on my spouse's health insurance policy. Now, I would argue that actually there are a lot of companies today, especially private companies, that already provide same-sex benefits to, um, I think in my company we call them domestic partnerships. And um, it's same-sex couples that cannot be married in Minnesota. It is heterosexual couples that... um, are living together, but they're not married. Another argument, gay marriage will lead to more children being raised in same-sex households, which are not an optimum environment for raising children because children need both a mom and a dad. Girls who are raised apart from their dads generally are reported to be at a higher risk for early sexual activity and teenage pregnancy. Children who are raised without a mom are deprived of the emotional security and the unique advice that only a mother can provide. Um, Back in 2001, there was a study that was published in the American Sociological Review, and this study suggested that children with lesbian or gay parents are actually more likely to engage in homosexual behavior. uh, There was a um, book Uh, that was published called Growing Up in a Lesbian Family, Effects on Child Development. And um, this book observed that 25% of sampled young adults raised by lesbian moms had engaged in a homoerotic relationship, and that was compared to 0% of sampled young adults raised by heterosexual moms. So there you have it. Another reason for opposers is that natural procreation is impossible and gay marriage may lead to the decline of the human race. Same-sex marriage has led to the increased acceptance of single parenthood and this has undermined, again, the institution of marriage in countries like Scandinavia. Um, Back in the late 1980s, I think it was 1987, Sweden started offering same-sex couple benefits. And then Denmark followed two years later and Norway in 1993. And according to a report back in February 2004 by Stanley Kurtz, 60% of first-born children in Denmark and a majority of children in Sweden and Norway were born out of wedlock. Another reason, marriage is not a right. Society can choose to endorse certain types of sexual arrangements and give support in the form of benefits to these arrangements. Marriage was created to allow society to support heterosexual couples in procreation and society can choose not to give the same benefits to same-sex couples. In other words, just because um, there is a right or just because society grants the right to heterosexual couples to be married doesn't mean that that is a right that has to be conferred on all couples. Another reason, marriage is a religious right. 
And um, this was uh, back in 2003 when Pope John Paul II said, Marriage was established by the Creator with its own nature, essential properties, and purpose. That's a quote. No ideology can erase from the human spirit the certainty that marriage exists solely between a man and a woman. Generally, it's fair to say that religious leaders and many people who have life manuals would argue that the institution of marriage was actually created by God, and only he should designate who can get married. Many laws, including the laws of the United States, are based on Judeo-Christian principles. As such, then, since God clearly created the and intended marriage to be between a man and a woman, it is not up to man to alter God's laws to suit what some consider the decline of moral values among men today and women, I suppose. Another reason. Marriage should not be extended to same-sex couples because homosexual relationships have nothing to do with procreation. Therefore, allowing gay marriage would only further uh, shift the purpose of marriage from producing and raising children to simply facilitating adult gratification. Final reason. Same-sex marriage is not a civil right and um, really making it synonymous with interracial marriage is misleading. Matthew uh, D. Staver, J.D., dean of the Liberty University School of Law, said that the unifying characteristics of the protected class within the Civil Rights Act of 1964 include, and then he articulated these three things, number one, a history of longstanding widespread discrimination, Number two, economic disadvantage. And number three, immutable characteristics. Sexual orientation does not meet these three objectives and um, these three objective criteria shared by the historically protected civil rights categories. There are some who would argue that, in fact, that's not correct. And um, I'm sure you've heard the argument, so I'm not going to go into them. But that was uh, the last reason that I have to share with you for why those who oppose gay marriage oppose it. So there you have it, the reasons for and against. I do not profess by any means that these are all the reasons, and you perhaps can think of all kinds of really good reasons by yourself sitting there as you listen, but there are uh, these are some of the uh, common arguments that you encounter. So what is your vote going to be? My recommendation to you is check to see if this is on the ballot for your state, if it is, you will probably already know because I bet you have been bombarded and assaulted by ads from both sides trying to sway your vote. Make your decision. Now, one of the fundamental tenets of the Speedway Show is that you should have a moral anchor for your life. And for many, myself included, that anchor is the life manual. And my life manual happens to be the Bible, although I I have, I can't even say studied because that would be too strong a word. I have heard and listened to teachings from the Bhagavad Gita. And I have perused out of just sheer curiosity um, the um, Quran. But my, my, my preferred life manual happens to be the Bible. Some people pick and choose which parts of their manual they want to follow. 
but uh, it's not for want of knowledge and direction, certainly. Now, it just so happens that the Bible is actually quite clear on certain behaviors that we should not engage in, and homosexual behavior just is uh, is one of many, along with, you know, all sorts of other things like lying, cheating, stealing, alcoholism, incest, bestiality, dishonoring our parents, failing to maintain a day of rest, and on and on and on. Um, but even for those who believe in this part of the life manual, I would also remind you that it is not your place or mine to judge, since in the context of my Bible, all of us have fallen short, right? And on top of that, Jesus said the greatest two commandments are to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your might, and secondly, to love your neighbor as yourself. He didn't say only love your neighbor if he is heterosexual or only love your neighbor if you don't know what sins she was committing yesterday or behind your back when you weren't paying attention, right? The directive was simply unequivocal. We are tasked to love. So what that means for all of us is that whichever side you fall on, it is our job to love. You do your job and let God do his. So that is hopefully enough to give you some ideas and shape your thinking on this topic. This is Spiwe saying, uh, until next week, join me next week for another hopefully intriguing and interesting topic. But until then, this is Spiwe saying, go in peace and for Pete's sake, get out there and vote. Thank you for joining us on the Speedway Show. Visit thespeedwayshow.com for content and other episodes. Join the fan page at facebook.com slash thespeedwayshow. And follow Speedway on Twitter at the handle thespeedwayshow. Until next week, live well, live fully, and love deeply.